Welcome back, Seahawks Nest fans, to another episode of the Seahawks Nest podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Santo, joined, as always, by the Easter Bunny to my tooth fairy. That's right, that's Kevin Garber. Kevin, how you doing? Did you bring the eggs this year? Do I always I like protein. That's that's solid. I'll yeah, Kevin hides everything too. That's that's the thing. You never know what you might find when Kevin's around. <laughs> when you said you were winging it, like. <laughs> He said he was going to wing it. Holy then, crap, man. And then he was yeah. like, nope, never mind. I got it. I got this one. So our <laughs> Santa, this one out. That guy talking right there, that's our Santa Claus. That's Eric Ronnebeck. Eric, how you doing? Yeah, you know, you're always going for the dig that I'll respect. <laughs> I will take it. I'm always trying to make you mad. That one was because you only work about one day a year on average. So, Oh, how dare you? I'm hey! Gonna, this is the new Eric Ronnebeck I'll have you know. I'm just kidding. You're, hey, we're talking lifetime. <laughs> last seven years, you know. Last, not, last eight years. Yeah. No, but Eric, Eric, you're a working man now. I can't really even trash into that. You're you're an amazing man, and you're worthy of all of our the respect. John Henry just like, to my <laughs> just like just like Santa Claus. All right, so Santa Claus brings great joy to all, much like Eric. Let's get in here with our Seahawks podcast. We're going to start off with a little Seahawks news. Uh, news from the subreddit uh, Seahawks reddit.com slash r slash Seahawks. Also. Just news from around the league. First of all, breaking news. This one's not even in the Reddit yet. Uh, Gus Bradley's going back to the to the Chargers. Uh, there's a rumor that we might be trying to get him to take that AHC job, and that would give us an out to get rid of Cable, and I was getting really excited, and then that all our dreams were crushed. He's going back to San Diego, probably because they are an immensely talented team that he's coaching really well. Uh, I don't know. Also, a lot of it kind of hinged on the idea that uh, Chris Richard was going to end up with the uh, Colts job. But it looks like the Colts are ready to go all in on Nagy before he went to um, Chicago. So it seems like they're trying to find an offensive-minded coach to bring their quarterback back around. Well, isn't the rumor that Cable's going to go with Nagy? Isn't that what we talked about last week? Uh, There's talks about Cable going. There were talks about... uh, Basically, we're just trying to shop him to anyone at this point, I think. I think uh, Seahawks fans, including us, are wish-casting. And going, man, it'd be really good if we could find, you know, what do these people must want? Does anyone want a Tom Cable heavily well, I, discounted? People are saying if Brad Childress can find a job, which he is getting interviews, so I guess it's possible. If Brad Childress can get a job, that there's a chance Bevel will go with him. That's like his best friend. Um, I heard Childress retired. Brad Childress, really? Yeah. Did he retire? I Out was, of Kansas man, City? You yeah. know, the more of this spitballing, it just tells me we are boned. Oh yeah, he is planning to retire now. There was rumors going around that he might try to go for that Giants job, but I wouldn't. Be, that, he's sixty-one, so I mean, it's not he also super. looks kind of like the dad from Eight Is Enough. He looks yeah. like he is just worn out. Maybe, from maybe he could be like doing one of those things where he's like, "I'll retire," and the Giants are like, "No, here's eight million dollars." And he's like, "I guess I won't retire." <laughs> you know that whole <laughs> thing. I hope. Um, all right, so then we got uh, Bobby Wagner was named first team All Pro, only Seahawks named to the All Pro team, and uh, let's be honest, he super deserved it. Only so, first team, right? We got uh, yeah, we had a, two second teams: first Earl team Thomas up. and uh, Lockett on return. Yeah, so uh, yeah, the, the return thing—I don't really understand how they picked that. To be honest with you, like it they only paid attention in the last game of the uh, season. Best player who does returns. Yeah, it does. Well, Jamal Agnew didn't play hardly at all outside of returns. So I mean, they picked the Detroit punt returner just based on the punt returns. I guess I don't really know. Anyway. Uh, we have a bunch of Pro Bowlers. Uh, Doug got added to the Pro Bowl team late, which is awesome. He deserves it. He's very good. Get your bonus, Doug. At the football. Uh, and uh, the Seahawks signed a court, uh, kicker. <gasps> Sorry, I got the hiccups. Did we really? Yep. yep. Myers from uh, Jacksonville. He is like equally as bad as Blair Walsh and just as much of a redemption story of a shitty kicker. So I don't want him around the team. 
Did I we, hope that he does not make it. Really important question because I don't know this. Did we cut Blair Walsh? No, we have not cut Blair Walsh. I didn't Walsh. think so. I did not. Uh, this is the first move. We'll probably we're probably gonna go through three or four kickers in the off season before we settle on Agre- one. Agreed. Or at least that's my hope because we settled on Blair Walsh way too early. If it, if it just turns into Myers or Walsh, too, we're in trouble. Yeah, not uh, good. Not good. All right. So we thought this week would be fun. After that's basically all the news that's fit to hear. Am I right, Kevin? Is that it, basically? Uh, yeah. There's some uh, National Football League news, but Seahawks specific. I think the rest we're going to touch as we start on our topics. Yeah, we'll get we'll get into some NFL stuff towards the end of the podcast. We always like to lead with the Hawks. So let's start off with the Seahawks uh, free agency situation next year. 2018 free agents. We have about 14 and a half million dollars in cap room right now, uh, according to Spotrack.com. The uh, free agents that we have going into next year, we have 17. Uh, I'm going to actually just not talk about some of them. Okay, the, he, Here's the ones I'm just going to strike out. They don't matter. Eddie Lacy. Uh, Gone. Uh, and then Marcus Smith, Byron, uh, Terrence Garvin, sorry, Austin Davis, Matt Tobin, Dewey McDonald. I'm going to guess most of those guys will not be back. Or if they are back, it will be on budget contracts. Yeah, like Dewey McDonald's a good special teams guy. He might get a low-rate contract. Um, okay. So players that matter that are coming back. We'll start at the top. Start with the most expensive. James Graham. James Graham probably estimated to make, uh, according to Spotrack, his market value is about $13.5 million, which represent a $3.5 million pay raise over what we gave him last year. Um, with teams so close to the cap floor, I have a feeling that there's no chance in hell we could afford Jimmy Graham going into next year just because someone's going to give him like $15 million to get themselves farther above that point. Does anyone? Do you guys see any chance that we keep him at all? Uh, not only do I not think we'll keep him, I'm actually looking forward to him moving along. Yeah, I feel like Michael Bennett said it right when he said Jimmy Graham was soft. And then when he became a Seahawk, they said, oh, well, you know, he's a Seahawk. You, you change your mind. And Bennett said, no, I still think he's soft. We're going to have to toughen him up. And, you know, this this season wasn't in any way all on Jimmy Graham. But um, we haven't used him right. When we use him, it's a bright spot. That's a guy who's an asset every play, and we're not using him. Get him yeah, out of here. He, if we lined him up in the in the slot or outside every play, I think he'd be great. Yeah, but he's such a good blocker, Nathan. Yeah, if we had used him on a lead block one more time, I think I was going to shoot myself. Like yeah. seriously, he's the he is he's not good at lead blocking. He might be okay in line blocking. I'm not sure. Hard to tell uh, when he does it so. He's infrequently. a functional in line blocker, um, but that's not what you're paying him ten and a half million to do. And and he's a great red red zone weapon. I mean, he had ten touchdowns this year. He deserves fifteen million dollars. There's just other teams that are going to be able to use him more effectively than we can at this point in Seahawks history. Yep. If I'm being quite honest, I just don't think he's a great fit scheme fit for us and what we do. We that's got him the, one game too late. That's the part of it. I think Nathan is that scheme fit is a big thing here. We want to run the offense that we have is a big thing here, and I think that thirteen and a half million dollars can be better spent elsewhere. Yeah, we period. want we want to run, and uh, that would take basically all of our cap. We're getting nobody else back, and we're just getting rookies at that point if we sign Jimmy Graham, it, not including cuts. There's a few obvious cuts, uh, but yeah, that's um that's that. So all right, well, adios, James Graham. I actually think he'll be great next year. Not just good, but great. Yeah, he'll do well wherever he goes because he, he'll be signed by someone who actually knows how to use him. Yeah, if he lands somewhere, he's only 31. I think people. Th- Think of him as being around forever, so he's think he's older than he is. Thirty one's not super old for a tight end. Look at like James. Uh, look at like Antonio Jason Gates, Witten. Jason Witten, uh, Tony Gonzalez. These guys can go, man. Like they, if they keep themselves in good shape, and Jimmy Graham does, they can really go. So you know he's probably got like six good years left at least. Uh, Luke Jokel, twenty six year old guard for the Seahawks, made eight million dollars last year. There's no chance in hell he gets anything close to that in this offseason. Do you see the possibility the Seahawks bring Jokel back on a budget deal, or is he gone for good, Eric? 
I see him coming back on a budget deal, but that's the only way. Um, I, I, no one liked the $8 million signing for Jokel. I think we were all in agreement here. Here's the thing I'm scared about. We do a panic move, and we can't find anyone else, and we sign him again for $6, $7 million because that's basically what we did last year. Where Kevin said earlier we signed Blair Walsh or we settled on Blair Walsh too quickly, I felt like we did that with Jokel. There was all the rumor in the world that he was not going to play tackle for us. He was only going to play guard, and he played poorly at that position. I just I don't want him back at all. Uh, I'd like him back only for depth. Uh, Joko was an interesting reclamation project. The guy was drafted high. You can see a lot of the skills that he has, and even the. But here's the thing: even from the beginning, I didn't like that eight million dollar number. That was a lot. We put a lot of money into a player that did not have a track record. I mean, of being above average at all. Let's be real, though. Let's be real with each other. The reason we gave him eight million dollars was so we could have him for one year and not three. It was kind of a tester contract. Like we paid him extra so we didn't have to commit. Right. And so if we're going to give that $8 million amount, if we're going to give a bunch of money to a player, I want to make a run at like Andrew Norwell from Carolina. I don't want to give that money to Jokel again. If we bring Jokel back, it's going to be on like a $4 million I don't want to give anyone that plays for Carolina a big contract on their offensive line. The offensive line was horrible in that New Orleans game. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is like watching the Seahawks. I think Norwell's their best offensive lineman, and I think that he's a good player. All right. Eddie Lacy. Made $4.25 million last year. He is a free agent. Just kidding. We're not resigning any lazy. Yay. Sheldon Richardson. <laughs> made nothing last 27 year. 27-year-old Sheldon Richardson what, counted $2.5 million against the cap. There's no chance in hell that's happening again. Right now, Spotrack says that his market value is about $12.4 million. That's a lot of money. He says he wants to be back with the team. I would love to have him back with the team. I do not think he will be back with the team. Really? I wish that it. I wish that it was possible. Trust me, Eric. You, I said it all year. He is playing out of his mind. He's the second strongest player on the defense behind Bobby. I love him so much. I just don't think that it's. It's going to be really hard. We're going to be capped. We're going to be close to the cap. And this is one of those things that I don't know if we can really fit it in. As you're going through these numbers and shaving money off the books, I would like to point out that the Seahawks have this thing where they pay their players a good amount, yet they still get a little under the cap. And they they kind of wire the contract really creatively, and I could see him coming back for eight and a half million against the cap over a three year deal. Kevin, I know you want Sheldon. Do you think it can happen? Twelve point four million dollars is a lot of money, but I also think that there's something to be considered about interior defensive linemen not making as much money as it always seems like they should. I think edge rushers are getting slightly overpaid. Interior defensive linemen are getting a little more underpaid. If he made twelve point four, what that make him like a top three paid defensive tackle in the NFL They're right now? Albert Hainsworth. Uh, defensive tackles, all schemes go. Uh, Nottam Kongsu's cap hit this year was $26 million. Yeah, Fletcher Cox, 17-9. Kawan Short, 17. Malik Jackson, 15-5. Drill. If he made 12 and a half, he'd be seventh in the league, um, which I think is actually fair. Actually, he's a top 10 defensive tackle. That's a fair number. Um, the, the lowest end guys in this top 10 make $10 million. Uh, Snacks Harrison, 9.6 and 11th. I just wanted to say Snacks Harrison on the podcast. Yes, That's the only did. reason I brought that up. So I could see him making between 10 and 12. I could also see us... uh, He's a pretty young player. He's 27, 26? 27. 27. I could see us signing him to a four-year deal, backloading it a hair, assuming that some of our veterans are gone by then. And so he's making maybe 9 to 10 now. 
and could be making closer to 12 later 13 14 13, 14, yeah yeah. creative and i think that is the type of solution the team would be looking for the question is is that the type of hill sign yeah sheldon there's gonna need to be a lot of guaranteed money in that deal if he's gonna do something like that that's a fact um because those front-loaded contracts are no good for the players unless they're sure they're gonna get a lot of the money bradley mcdougall okay um yeah he didn't make a lot of money this year he's going to make a lot more next year he kind of played his way into an, an interesting contract situation here. Kevin, how do you feel How do you feel about McDougald? I'm going to give you some McDougald stats in one second. So, Kevin, just tell me your overall feelings first. Okay, I like McDougald quite a bit. I think that he filled in well. He seemed to understand his role. People want him to be Cam Chancellor, and he's not the same player Cam is. Cam's a unique skill player. Um, but by the same token, he was solid in coverage. He was uh, good in run-stopping. And he was able to play that in-the-box safety with a little bit more finesse than I think that we're used to seeing out of that position in this defensive scheme. Okay, you say he's he's not quite Cam. I'm going to give you a set that will kind of maybe say that he's basically almost Cam. Cam gets a run stop on 7.2% of the run plays he's in there, which is second last year was second best in the league behind Tony Jefferson, who was just otherworldly good against the run last year. Okay, that's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. I've got to admit, it's pretty awesome. Bradley McDougal was second in that same stat this year, stopping six point two percent of runs. I mean, he did his he did a great Cam Light impression. And if the team is going to move away from Cam Chancellor as quarterback, man, it'd be hard to do much better on free agency or in the draft than Brad McDougal. You know that in the box safety, I agree that you can't do a lot better. What I more meant was, and this is what Seattle fans are going to tell you too when you ask them. Cam didn't just make the stops over the middle. He made people scared to go over the middle. This is McDougal true. doesn't make you scared, but he makes the play. It's a lot like our critique that we had when we were talking about um, uh, Shed last year. Shed playing corner, he never picks the ball, but he bats a bunch of them. And it was like, man, it'd be nice if just once he'd make the pick. And then we complained about it, and then we lost him. And look what we got ourselves this year. We were begging for Shed back. What I don't want to do is let McDougal leave because we want to go for that thumper, bring somebody in who can't actually do the job, and then end up wishing that we had a guy who just made all the stops, even though he didn't make those big hits. Bradley Bradley McDougal does the job. McDougal's coverage stats are very similar to Chancellor's in terms of like what they do. He allows... Uh, he actually is better at stopping yards after the catch than Cam was, but he's slightly worse at allowing a higher number of catches. Uh, so they're they're just pretty similar players in coverage. And then you know, like I said, he's nine tenths of Cam or or seven eighths of Cam. And in- you're gonna have to give him three fifths of the contract is the big thing yeah. because yeah, we're not gonna get him back for one to two million, but we could probably get him back for four to six. Yeah, I would say a little higher than that, but you're right. It's gonna be less than it was last year for sure. Um, I would say Bradley McDougald, especially if these rumors about Cam's health being bad, Bradley McDougald needs to be a priority for this team. He fits in well. He plays good with with our current personnel. He has chemistry with Earl as well. Yep. And I really like McDougald. We, I don't know, we didn't joke about it. We were concerned all year, like, where's Bradley McDougald? Where is he? And we finally brought him out, and he impressed. I feel like this is a guy that we have to keep as well. These are like the two people we brought into this team that fit into this team and if you look at where we the seahawks have done that in any other position it doesn't fit quite as well all right next what are they saying he's probably going to make next year uh they don't they don't do the market value for he's too low on their lower tier 
I mean, yeah, it's only like guys that make over like eight million dollars. Fair whatever. enough. Uh, so Luke Wilson, gone one point eight million dollars. I think if that's the amount, about the amount that he's gonna make, uh, he'll be back. That's Probably, my, that's my prediction. I, uh, you may not want him, Kevin, but I. He's a Seahawk. He's been here. Yep. He's dropped passes for us for years, man. He's you know, the problem back. I have with Luke Wilson, aside from him blocking me on Twitter for constantly ragging on him, <laughs> is that... He blocked Nick Svinette from playing as much? He blocked... Well, that too. But also, <laughs> as much as he blocks people from Twitter and blocks people from playing, he doesn't block defenders well. And yet we keep asking him to. And the only thing more frustrating than seeing Jimmy Graham lead block is seeing Luke Wilson get run over trying to. Luke Wilson gets referred to as our blocking tight end. Which he that sh- is a scheme issue. You know why? It's because he looks like he should be a better blocker. You know, it's he's a slightly above average on speed tight end. I could see how he's a good person to have, especially losing Jimmy. But we don't use that player right. So I don't want that player on the team. He's okay. a solid backup. He is the fruit that you purchase with the intent to have a healthy diet and then leave to rot in that drawer in your refrigerator. I mean, he could be really good on a team that needs just like a speedy catching tight end. Like, he could be awesome on Green Bay. Yeah, a team that will split him out wide. I don't know if he'll be really good. No, he would be awesome on Green Bay. I like Luke Wilson as like his skills, but he doesn't fit. He's We need to run the ball. Man, his hands are his <laughs> He hands has a solid really skill set, the whole, and we don't use the him The whole right. all of our running backs combined had less than a 1,000 yards thing is driving me crazy. Like we need This team had an identity, and we need to go back to our identity. It's part of why we're not playing right now. Or we need to figure out how to live in the new identity, but that doesn't seem to involve yeah, pick one, right? big time pass catching stretch the field tight ends if you look we use our tight ends as a safety valve jimmy graham's best plays were as a safety valve yeah or box out the guy on the red zone exactly which is which is which is something only he can do right it's like a unique skill set it's a unique skill set so we could fill a decent percentage of that with any six four combo tight end okay uh next up michael wilhoyt special teamer uh Interesting player. I don't think I honestly think this is the kind of guy where, you know, he's going to make two million dollars next year to play special teams for someone, and we're not going to be able to afford it. I don't want to pay him two million dollars. That's that's the. Problem. I don't want to pay him one million dollars. Well, I, someone's going to. The but. Seahawks are very good at bringing in a body to play a role that you ultimately wouldn't know about unless it was a detriment to this team. That's what Michael Wilhoyt did for us this year. Was that a detriment to the team? Yeah. Hey. <laughs> How many times did you hey, that, love... No, if, if if he wasn't on special teams, it could have been bad news. There was a scheme issue where it really sucked. We kept having him cover wide receivers yes. that he should not be covering. That was not his fault. Washburn, hey, Washburn University's Finest is uh, really mad at you guys now, and I hope you get blocked on Twitter. Deshaun, <laughs> Deshaun Shedd, cornerback, uh, showed up in a few plays at the end of the year on special teams. I think conspiracy time. You know I love a good conspiracy, guys. Team didn't play him at cornerback because they want to be able to get him back cheap next year. Welcome to Conspiracy Zone with Nathan. What do you guys think? Do you think my conspiracy has any weight? What are we paying him right now? <laughs> like next to nothing, one point yeah, two million. I think it holds. I think that holds weight only because. Also, why would you play him when we're probably not making the playoffs and he's going to come back a little slow? I think you could use that as part of the evidence. He will be back next year, and it doesn't matter why we held him out. He'll be a part of the secondary next year. Um, I think we need probably two or three corners. For next year, because right now we have Coleman, Shaq, and maybe Sherm. I'm assuming Sherm. So we need two or three corners to go with those guys. Uh, It makes sense to have one of them be Shed, because he knows the scheme, and he can step in if he needs to start. 
All right. Next up, this is a big one. Paul Richardson, wide receiver, 25 years old, $1.178 million last year. He's going to make significantly more than that, at least five times as much as that. Uh, is there any way the Seahawks can can pull him back into the fold? Yes. What? What? How is that? Well, that's like most of our cap if we do, I think. Here's the thing, problem with Paul Richardson. I'm gonna give you guys. I'm gonna give you guys my my strong opinion on this. He put way too many good plays on tape for him to not get at least six million dollars next year, and that is not something the Seahawks can really afford with our current cap situation and and needs. It's sad to think for this is Golden Tate getting away all over again. Yeah, well, for hoarding Paul Richardson, this is sad to say that he was like the big play receiver for us all year. We needed to re-sign him at the end of last season. When that, when no one knew and like it was still kind of, but he wouldn't have signed a a long deal anyway. You know, at best we could have maybe got him for like two, two or eight. three years. Yeah, yeah, two eight. We might have one more year at four million dollars this year, something like that. I'm I'm really this, this one worries me the most. I'm really worried that Paul Richardson will not be on the Seahawks next year, and it makes me sad because he he became very good this year. He jumped into the uh, clear number two wide receiver echelon which I always hoped he wouldn't. And he shows flashes of, like, number one style brilliance, too. Not to mention he's another one of those guys. Like, he's an outside receiver, but having him with Lockett and Baldwin, there's this flexibility that allows... Because Lockett can play in the backfield, in the slot, or outside. Doug can play in the slot or outside. Paul can play on either side of the field on the outside. So we have a lot of flexibility in how we line up our receivers, and I dread losing that. I do not like the idea of losing Paul Richardson. I think we're going to lose him because I'll just throw a team out there right now. Carolina will throw stupid money at him, and he will Agreed. respond to stupid money. Who the, wouldn't? Carolina, the Carolina says, hey, $8 million, he's gone. There's no way. I we're... think Carolina probably throws like 10 at him. No. Yes, they're stupid. No, they don't, they're they don't not do that, things. No one's that stupid, Eric. They're, it's Carolina. Look at their, look I'm at their tell contracts. You, I'm going to tell you the wide receivers that make over $10 million, and you'll be like, uh, maybe not. Okay, fine. 8.75. That that I can dig. Eight, around 8 is, I think, some some team might get desperate and look at the tape and go, man, this guy could make $8 million. They'll forget How about How much is Curse getting paid? They'll, make, they'll forget about all of the injuries and all of the stuff like that. Like The $8 million range is where we have receivers like Marvin Jones, Pierre Garçon, uh, Robert Woods, Michael Crabtree, like these yeah, are. If we get him for under eight, that's going to be a Mo, steal. Mo Sanu, like that. These guys, like because he's guys, in that upper echelon of second of number two. Receivers. Right, he's he belongs in that group. He's not down here in the five million. Marcus Wheaton, Corey Davis, Jermaine Curse zone. Sorry, he's better than that. So Torrey Smith, um, Terrence Williams. All right, anyway. Uh, for some reason, Julian Allman only makes $5 million. I hate the Patriots. They're so good at everything, including getting great contracts. Blair Walsh, kicker, 27 years old, $1.1 million. Good riddance, motherfucker. See you later. Marcus Smith, defensive end, 25 years old. Uh, I actually thought Marcus Smith was all right. Uh, I wouldn't mind bringing him back yeah, as depth. I wouldn't mind bringing him back as on depth Because we won't have to pay him much. He 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 um he didn't, for number one, for, for first-round reclamation projects, he definitely fell significantly short of the bar that Dion Jordan set. Yes. Let's just say that. But I think like, yeah, all right. I see why he got drafted in the first round. He's, he's not bad. And what did we what did we pay him? We paid him less than a million dollars last year. Okay. And I, I'm going to assume we can get him back for something similar. He didn't play his way into a really great contract. You don't think someone's going to throw like $3 million a year at him? Uh-huh. No, he might get like $1.25. Okay. Oh, <laughs> Ode Abushi, guard, 26 years old. Uh, I don't think he played good enough to even be brought back as depth. 
to be honest with you. I think he might be all right, but it just... Uh, I don't think he would want to come back. I think he would want to go somewhere that he's going to be utilized better. Bad situation in, on top of the fact that, like, he's the kind of guard who, if he's the worst guy on your offensive line, then your offensive line is actually probably pretty good. And he probably will look good on that line, too. Yeah. Um, when he when we, he can't carry a line for anything, though. He doesn't have the body for it. Nope. Uh, he's uh, He doesn't have the feet for it. You know, if you guys don't think he's going to be back, there's no point in arguing that I'd like to see him back as depth. You would, though? Or, I, I wouldn't mind it. I felt early in the season. You don't want to see like Jordan Roos grow into that role? I'd like to. I'm just saying, a guy who's been in the system, and this is what the Seahawks do. Have you seen like Jordan Roos's beard, though? Yeah, yeah, I know this. Jordan Roos is the greatest we've seen, <laughs> and when he finally played, he underwhelmed, which is fine. That's probably why he wasn't playing. But the point is is that I would not be surprised if we kept him for less money. Did Jordan Roos have offensive I wouldn't snaps be surprised during, this, either. during the regular yes, season? Yes, he, he did. Yes. at the end? He did. All right. The third to last game. All right, sweet. Go Jordan Roos. Uh... Byron Maxwell, 29 years old, $900,000 last year. I will make a statement right now. I guarantee that this guy's on the roster next year as some kind of depth corner. Nope. Um, I'm just calling calling my shot. Say, I Somebody's going to pay him more. I doubt it. Yeah. I don't know. For some reason, I just really I really, <laughs> hope, really think so. He's going to get like 2.25 from someone. Why would someone do that to me? I actually think like if this guy is like your backup cornerback, like you are set. Nope. He, he is not going to kill your team. Yep. And I like agree. he's totally he's totally serviceable. I actually like I as I watch the more I watch Maxwell, the more I was like, you know what? I kinda want him to be back. I like Byron Maxwell. Like, I he's, he's did fine. not like him, but I think that he played in the right way. Yeah. That some team is going to forget what he's good and bad at and pay him like double what they should. He needs to be on and a he'll team. Make like, like two, so the Eagles are gonna throw another contract or two point two five million. If, and then he'll be cut in like week 10. And then we can get him back. That'd be awesome, actually. I'm into that, Kevin. I'm, I'm into what you just said. <laughs> uh, because I'll be honest, he's really good on our team where the safeties fly around and he can like, and he could just be physical and then make sure that he doesn't give up a big play. He's like, good in specific situations. Yeah. Yes. Terrence Garvin, um, whatever. Terrence Garvin sounds like he should be a uh, 80s R&B star, but go uh, on. Terrence Garvin, I wouldn't mind losing just because I like my backup linebackers to be able to play linebacker. Yeah, he's just a special teamer. He's just a special teamer. Uh, Davis and Tobin. The days of Amerigos. Uh, Davis and Tobin won't be back. Uh, Tobin, Tobin, by the way, like... I oh, mean, man, he sucked. I thought the Eagles were fans were being funny when they called him Turnstile Tobin, but that was accurate. Yeah, how much uh, do we do pay it, him? Do it at $812,000. Uh, Sorry. And, and Mc- a fifth-round pick do or we, something. Yeah, we give a pick to get him, which is bad. Dewey McDonald. I would uh, like to see him come back. He's a good special teamer, and he can play in a pinch at linebacker. Take him or leave him. I would like if we replace him with a good rookie. I'm fine. Sure, with I'm fine with that. Uh, all right, so that's our. Those are that is our cap numbers. We have a little bit of time, so I'm going to go over now money we could save on the 2018 cap with cap hits. Let's just start with people we're not going to cut. Okay, we're not cutting Russ. We're not cutting Bobby. We're not cutting Earl. Okay, those are the. And we're probably not cutting KJ, even though it would represent a huge cap savings because he has basically no guaranteed money left on his uh, contract. So those but guys, he would be more expensive to resign because he's really good. Yeah, he's just too good at football. So you don't like I gave KJ Wright some stick, but he has continued to get better and prove me wrong at every impasse. How and, many years uh, do we have left on that deal? Too like two? No, this is it. Twenty eighteen is the last year. Oh, that hurts. Yeah, but he'll be twenty nine, so maybe we can get him back for a similar amount of money because you know he's, he'll be older. He'll go to the Chargers. All right, here for we go. Over a year. Let's got guys we might actually cut, okay? Richard Sherman. If we cut Richard Sherman, we would save $11 million. Will the C- Do you think there's any chance the Seahawks can't find a trade suitor and they just decide, you know what? $11 million, we're walking away. Buy Richard a trade Sherman. Suitor. You're not going to find a trade suitor coming off ACL surgery. I beg to differ. 
or Achilles surgery. You really think so, Kevin? Give, give me the scenario. You don't have to give me a team. Cleveland. That's With ridiculous. a billion draft picks and a need for veterans, especially in the defensive secondary. What What's the What's the best pick you think we can get, though? Like third rounder, fifth rounder? It's a middle rounder, yeah. Because the contract's expensive. So we cause to get someone to take this contract is part of the deal. Like We would basically get the third. We'd basically be cashing in to get the third that we get as compensatory earlier. Right. Because we, if we just let him go, if we well, we don't get compensatory if we cut him, right? He has to leave as a free agent. All right. Uh, oh, so I, I forgot. Baldwin is staying. I, I should have said that, too. Okay. Um, D- uh, Dwayne Brown. We can save all of the money remaining money on his contract. He makes $9.75 million next year. Um, nope. I think Dwayne Brown played good enough that he is 100% fine. He's in. He's in 100%. We uh, reworked a contract and lost to Dwight Freeney for this guy. I think we're hanging on to him. Yeah. Uh, there's a chance that we do something with him where we like rework him into a longer-term deal with lots of guaranteed money. I could see that happening because that's what he wants. I could definitely see that happening. Uh, I really want to see what happens where when the he cap, actually has an offseason. The cap hit might be slightly less. The The calculated market value for him, by the way, according to Spotrack, is $12.1 million. So we're kind of getting a deal on him, too. Uh, Cam Chancellor does not save us any fucking money if we cut him. He will only save like $2 million. And the thing about that is Cam actually, he's he's being cryptic if he's coming back or not. Uh, if he retires, he we, still kills we, our We cap, will not know so for you know. a while. Because there's an injury, there's an injury clause in his contract. So even if he, if he just retires, he still just he still has a huge cap hit. Uh, just keep that in mind. Um, Mike Bennett uh, only saves three million dollars. I think Mike Bennett has called his own shot here. I don't necessarily know that we're going to cut him, but I don't think we're going to keep him. Mike Bennett is desperate to be traded. We might trade him for like a sixth round pick. We That's... have a we have a potential out by the way after next after this year. Uh, where we can go out for only three and a half million in dead cap, uh, then if we don't do that, then there's like a it gets really bad. Like we have to pay him a ton. I think there's a good chance we end up trading him. I don't know what happened to certain people on this defense where they they felt slighted or they felt like they have to leave. Michael Bennett seems like he's that guy now, and I don't get it. But I'm not in that locker room. I don't room. get what happened with Bennett either. It's just kind of the whole thing seems weird to me. We have a lot of guys who who play with chips on their shoulders, and when Earl does it, it's fun because Earl's kind of like if you listen to Earl Thomas quotes, you could they're like Ichiro quotes. They're really weird and they're full of wisdom. They don't make a lot of sense and they're just kind of funny. Uh, Michael Bennett has a huge chip on his shoulder where you you don't really trust him. Same with Richard Sherman, and these are the guys who've been leaders on this team, and now they want out or they wanted out last year. So be yeah, it, man. I feel like they hate the coaching staff, and they, that's part of the reason they want out too. And again, man, you can you can kick me off the podcast, but that you know last play against the Patriots in the Super Bowl that turned the defense against the coaching staff and against the offense. At least it turned them on their side a little bit. And ever since then, you know, it's been picking and picking at them. And I don't know. That's just how that's how it appears. Well, be it right or wrong, because we're picking at them for the same reason. Yeah, exactly. All right, Cliff Averill. Seven point one two five million dollars. If we if we cut him, he has hardly any guaranteed money left on his contract. I love Cliff Averill. I love Cliff Averill. He's one of my favorite human beings to exist on Earth. And it's important to have that in a sports team, sports city. I think after the injury that he suffered, he's probably done playing football. I don't think we'll see him in a Seahawks uniform next year. Right, I agree. Well, that that would that would be a that would be a big boon to our garbage cap situation and um i think 
to be honest, if guys. If Cliff Avril walks, that's Paul Richardson's contract. Guys, if guys that guys that stepped up in his absence, like Dion Jordan, who is a restricted free agent, and that we get back just for the tender, and uh, and uh, oh man, I cannot speak to Frank guys. Clark. Frank Clark, who also saw on his rookie deal, like it's made it so that you know it's as much as it sucks. Like yeah, but our defense was still fine without Cliff, so. Oh. I think maybe he'll transition in a year after he kind of gets over being away from the game into like a, a coaching role. I could see that happening. By the way, um, well, there's one more thing we have to talk about, but I, I forgot. Jeremy Lane, uh, we saved almost $5 million by cutting him. Um, yeah, he's out. See, see you later. Learn how to pass physical. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> ju- uh, Justin Britt, uh, we would lose $1.75 million. I wanted to use this as an opportunity to talk about Justin Britt. People talk a lot about Justin Britt, how he's the best offensive line on, men on the Seahawks. Um, Justin Britt is is fine. He's serviceable. He doesn't give up a lot of pressures. He seems to kind of know what he's doing. Just because that puts him light years ahead of the other Seahawks linemen doesn't mean I think that he deserves to make like a, a billion dollars. Um, he's good. He's good. I like Britt. But we need other good linemen. And Dwayne Brown's a start, and getting rid of Cable will be a finish for me uh, in, t- in terms of that. Does anyone have any other comments on Britt? I think Britt played a significant portion of this season hurt. And I don't mean banged up. I mean hurt. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean... The- Hobbly, right? If you watch the way he, he went down with a couple of significant injuries and was back playing very quickly. And he looked... You know, he, he did not have the sink and the power that we're used to seeing that's a man who could control space and he ended up on his knees or on his back more than i've ever seen and i think well, there's was a like right tackle right well, well i mean i uh, since footwork was taken out of the equation yeah and so for that reason i really think that this year put him in a harsher light. I that being said, I think he's somewhere between the 8th and the 12th best center in the NFL. I mean, he was he moved to center and he I I do I agree with Nate. I do not think he is a top 3 or top 5 center. No, but he turned in a great performance on a terrible offensive line and it I feel like he deserves to to see this line turn into a decent line. If he's our third best offensive lineman, I feel so good. That'd be great. Right. He's our second best right now, and that's a little bit of a problem. His uh, agent's name is Dave Butts. Learn something new. Dave Butts. Learn something new every day. God, God is so good. John Ryan, the Regina Rambler, the Ginger the Ginger God, thirty six year old American sa- Ninja Warrior, two thousand nine Seahawks team MVP. We would uh, we would save two million dollars uh, by cutting John Ryan. Uh, I don't think the value is there, to be honest with you. Uh, but three point two million dollars is a pretty big cap hit for a punter. Is it two point two or three three point two? Wow. Uh, it's a pretty large cap hit. He's the number five paid punter in the league. Um, if you look at his stats from last year, I think he would even admit that he was not the fifth best punter in the league last year. Uh, I don't. I don't really know what to do with all of this information. I like John Ryan. Uh, there are like twelve teams in the league though that are paying their kicker less than a million dollars. So obviously, like you can, on some level, you can kind of get away with not paying your kicker very much. Like Minnesota's in the playoffs and they paid their kicker seven hundred ninety thousand dollars. The Eagles are in the playoffs. They paid their punter four hundred eighty thousand dollars and they paid their kicker like nothing. They got him off the street after week one, which is what we should have done. That guy should be playing on the Seahawks. You notice the Eagles, uh, Eagles kickers are you know they go down with injuries or they get you know they get cut because they're not as good. Still better than our kickers and they go on and they're still better kickers. Cody Parkey, 
It's ridiculous. We need right. Eagles co- kicking scouts on this team. Kevin? <laughs> um, John Ryan, if we cut him, save $2 million, we'll still have to spend like $800,000 or more on a punter. So we'd be saving a little over $1 million. I don't know. Uh, maybe we can restructure. Kevin, if there's like the punter you want, that you definitely want out there, you make this move, right? Otherwise... What? Like a draft punter? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like Cause, cause the, the punter that the you're free like, agent punters that are good make like four million dollars a year. No, like, I think what it is is if like Marquette I think King you, makes a lot of money. I think you bring someone in to compete, and I think that you look at if you have someone who you think can do the job, and getting rid of John Ryan is the difference between you know uh, re-signing Paul Richardson and not. If that two million dollars is the difference between um, getting Sheldon Richardson or not. If it's the difference between being able to keep Bradley McDougal or not, then yes, you do it. You kind of keep it as like reserve money. Like those are the three big guys that I think that we're gonna really go on after. re-signings. Those are the three we need back. Um, need okay. Well, we get uh, we get Malik McDowell back too next year. Don't forget. So like defensive tackle might the team might not see it as a big a need as maybe we do. Uh, I don't know what they saw from Malik in practices this year because they kind of kept it close to the vest, right? But you want to have at least a three. Basically, you want three starters on defensive tackle. Mm-hmm. Well, Nas Jones, uh, Malik McDowell, Jaron Reed. That's that's the three that they. That's might true. Think. Yeah. Uh, so Nas Jones was awesome, by the way. Nas Jones was excellent this year. Uh, Great draft pick. He had that. Uh, he had that touchdown in the first game against Green Bay. <laughs> I don't give a shit what the NFL says. Yeah. That was a touchdown. Okay. Um, other interesting cap situations that could happen. Uh, the Fetty won't get cut. I guarantee it. Uh, the team actually has to pay him more to go away. They won't do it. It's not worth it. A Fetty will be well, on the roster. It's not next worth year. it to them. Just, just get ready. Uh, Nico Thorpe. Actually, we would save almost two million dollars by cutting Nico Thorpe, which I thought was pretty interesting. I how much are we paying Nico Thorpe next year? His cap hit is two point one million dollars. That is shocking. I do not think we'll have Nico Thorpe back. Yeah, Nico Thorpe likely not a Seahawk next year. We, uh, we can only pay our gunner so much. He's really good though. He's an excellent gunner, yeah. but I mean, you draft people for that. I don't know, man. We signed him to two years, three point five. Obviously, we had the idea that this is what we wanted. I don't. I, don't know, I think he's a it was cut really if interesting. you need the money. If, if, we, really need if we don't cut him, it's because we think he's going to play corner for us next year. He's and not. then I guess we're not bringing Shed back. He's not playing corner next year. Have you seen him play corner? I have, it's which not, is why I'm saying I think we're cutting him. It's not great. You don't pay $2.1 million to a gunner. They already paid him like $1.7 1. 7 last that's year. That's not 2.1. All right. That's <laughs> that's fair. All right. Um, that's, that's basically it. Everyone else is on a rookie deal or... Like, uh, like a like a, a deal they can just cut for just money. Like Isaiah Battles on our roster, we can cut him for for free. Mike Tyson, Trayvon Boykin, Alex Carter, we Cyril Grayson, Noble Chuku. We signed a bunch of guys in uh, on right after the new year to a bunch of future reserve contracts, um, which is basically like extended practice squad. Right. So that those, those guys are are all around. Uh, they'll get to fight for roster spots next year. I'll just tell you, Isaiah Battles not making the team. Uh, Cyril Grayson has a shot to make it as a kick returner if we decide we want to protect Lockett. Um, so we'll see what happens there. I'm sure Lockett really wants to return kicks, uh, but I'm. I, it's one of those situations where I hope if he's our team, number two receiver, I don't think he does. He might need to save him from himself, especially if we lose Richardson. Yes. Um, all right. There. There. That's our roster breakdown for now. Uh, come at us with your thoughts uh, at Twitter at on Facebook. Uh, in the email, although the email, I don't check it that often. So don't do the email. Do, do come at us with some other means. Send us a message on Patreon. Like, give us a give us one of those. 
uh, if it's long form, you know, that's fine. Just DM us on Twitter. Just if we don't follow you, just tell us and we'll follow you. I just don't follow people anymore because I'm lazy, not because I don't like you. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so it's not as nothing personal. Uh, around the NFL news, uh, do, do, is there anything you really feel like we need to hit? Um, the Browns decided to bring their coach back even though he's one in thirty-one. That's my biggest NFL story right now. That it's not involving the playoffs. Why? I don't know. My biggest story is John Gruden is back in the NFL as a head coach, and I think it is extremely comical. Maybe it's going to work out for the Raiders. But I don't get that move. I feel like it's nostalgic at best, and it, it's just really weird. It's really weird. Uh, for me, it's that Carolina fired their offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach, which if you saw the way that they utilized their offense, you would understand why they did that. So I'm really interested in seeing with a change in offensive coaching philosophy, because remember, Ron Rivera was a defensive coordinator. So with a change in offensive coaching philosophy it's going to be interesting to see how they attempt to retool they clearly need a number one receiver they clearly need to think about the way they want to use their running backs so i'm interested in seeing what the offseason looks like for a team that from everything we can see looks like it should be contending for a playoff spot for the next several years are you talking about oakland no, I'm talking about Carolina. Oh, sorry, I was reading about John Gruden, and I was like, and then so I had the Oakland in my head. And then, now that I know you're talking about Carolina. I mean, Oakland can that, also contend for the next makes, several years, but that's because the division sucks. That makes a lot more. I don't think that division sucks. I think no, San Diego is good. Very middling. The Broncos just need a quarterback, and Kansas City has Andy Reid, which is somehow worth nine or ten wins every year. Yeah, but no playoff wins every yeah. year. Yeah, yeah so, a, so what if you lose six playoffs? Besides, they're going to be starting Pamela Holmes, and I think that's going to be a little bit of a down year for them. There's exactly going to be some Exactly what pain. we said. You get nine or ten wins with Andy Reid. You have to stagger that between regular season and playoffs uh kevin kevin you said pat mahomes uh pat mahomes bad or pat mahomes but i think like, it's gonna be a step down in and, wins andy yes. reed andy reed quarterback whisperer dude like i yeah i know if it was a different a year, person i'd say three wins i'm saying seven <laughs> that i like i like can't, could not believe like his the stat line he got out of foals and then you think about like how good alex smith is now i'm like how does this guy do this he's amazing uh he's amazing for a coach that can't win a playoff game uh, quarterbacks <laughs> love Older guys who look like walruses. It just happened. It's like a thing that quarterbacks love, and it, it worked. We saw it in uh, Seattle with Matt Hasselbeck. You know what his uh, draft interview question is? He's like, uh, "Did you, you see?" Start clapping. He's like, "Did you see the original, uh, the old Alice in Wonderland cartoon, the Disney one? What was your favorite segment?" And they're like, "The oyster story," and he's like, "I want this guy, Nathan." Take us to the money zone. The money zone. That's that's where you guys go. I'm not a money zoner. I'm a, I'm more of a, I'm more of a like a like I bring us to like the the. I'm gonna do a spec ad. We haven't done one of these in a while. Ooh, oh God. Okay, I'll take and us you know to the money zone you after you do a spec ad. This spec ad is for a friend of the podcast, Scott. I hope your butt you beat that butt cancer. All right, so Scott, we're gonna advertise one of Scott's things. Yeah, some uh, hot sauce. Banach hot sauces. Local to Seattle. Try them. They're good. Uh, there's two different flavors that I've had. Uh, the green one and the red one. <laughs> they have better names than that. <laughs> but, but it's a spec ad. What do you red. expect? I didn't write this down or anything. Uh, eat these hot sauces. They taste good on eggs. That's my review. Eric, have you had these hot sauces? No, but I imagine one is a one red, downstairs in my red hot kicker. No, no. They're they're like they use like cool ingredients like carrots and stuff. Um, do you want me to go to their website so I can like really kick this ad up a notch? No, not really. Okay, good. Then okay, so the real money zone. Uh, Patreon.com slash Seahawks Nest. You can support our podcast. Uh, stickers. Uh, you can give us stickers. You can uh, or you can get stickers. 
sometimes depending on how uh diligent i am about sending them out uh you can also get uh one weekly podcast although over the off season you're gonna get like bi-weekly videos instead uh and then which actually probably better those are way better than the podcast <laughs> yeah seriously uh, uh okay and then uh during the uh and then uh blah blah blah, blah uh talking twitter facebook itunes sars uh, give us did, a five. Did, did, I say, f- did I say any other words that I needed? Did I say all the words I needed? Probably not in the right order. If but you have I not done all, it right? already, they're all there. They're all there. <laughs> give us a five star review on iTunes. It really helps us. This money uh, go zone a long was way. apparently brought to you by a speak and spell. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, Nathan just chugged a bottle of Scott's hot sauce before he started talking. <laughs> he he just did the vocal equivalent of hitting the next word suggestion on your text. Hey, the yeah. Seahawks are out, but we are not, and we just keep going. I beg to differ. Guys, so this is hey guys, yeah, this is us being guys. Out. Me talk pretty someday. Okay. Oh. All right, you guys we're ready? Off the rails. You guys ready for what we're doing for our for our uh, no, but movie let's club? do it anyway. Let's All go. right, here we go. So this week I thought it'd be fun if instead of instead of us doing a uh, a thing, we did a little awards movie draft. Okay, and I know it's Kevin's like, oh, it's late. We won't get to do Golden Globes. We're just gonna do Oscars. Okay, nominations come out in three weeks. We're all gonna pick. Uh, let's do six movies. We're gonna pick six movies that we think could do. Actually, there's only three of us, huh? Yep. All right, let's do ten movies. Eh, that's too many. That's going to be too way many. too many. Eight. Let's do eight. Okay. Okay, so we're all going to pick eight movies, and you guys, and we are going to uh, pick our movies, and then I'm going to award points based on how much uh, pres- prestige the award has. So, you know, best picture's worth the most, then uh, I think best actor and probably best director, best actress, then some of the supporting and technical awards, and then down to, like, documentaries and stuff if you want to take try to take... So I'm trying to like, you know, chase the dragon, go for some documentaries. Animated features will be in there somewhere. Um, yeah, everything will be worth points. If you want to see the official points, I'll post a picture of it on Twitter. I already have it all set up right here. Uh, the technical awards are worth the least, um, except for original score, original song are worth a little more. All right, anyway, doesn't matter. Let's uh, let's rock and roll. Eric, I'm ready. Eric, yeah. Uh, we're gonna give you first pick. We're gonna snake. Because me and Kevin have actually done this uh, yeah. a little bit. Nice. We, have, we have some experience. We and we did, didn't suck that much at it. We didn't do it. We already did an award draft. I, my team is actually very good. Kevin's is also pretty good. Um, so I didn't embarrass myself, so I feel pretty good about that. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna call that a we're gonna call that a W. Uh, so let me delete all these uh, columns out of the spreadsheet. And Eric, you are first pick. Go ahead. Uh, best film will be won by Phantom Thread. Okay. So Eric takes first pick. Phantom Thread. Kevin. Uh, I'm going to go with a movie that's going to get a ton of nominations and probably a few awards. I'm taking... You know what? I, 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 I started typing something because I thought I know what you'd pick, and then you, and then I, I backspaced it really quick because it sounded like you weren't going to pick what I was going to say. There are two movies I'm between, and I know you're going to pick the one I don't. I'm going to take Get Out. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll take Three Billboards and Lady Bird. All right, I'll take Dunkirk. Uh, wait, wait. Ebbing's Missouri. Three billboards outside Ebbing's Missouri takes a really long time to type. That's why you just <laughs> type three billboards. No, because I, I already made like a score part and it. it never mind. No. Right. <laughs> Fine. Uh, if I'm going, uh, if it's up to me, then I'll just say the post. Uh, so, Kevin, what did you just take, Kevin? I, I just took Dunkirk. Dunkirk. Eric, you take the post. Eric, it's your pick again. Uh, what am I picking? Uh, you're picking a movie. You're picking the third movie. Yeah, you get your third movie. It's Snake Draft. No, just I'm going overall movie. Oh, jeez. You have to go over just movies you think uh, will rack up some awards. You know what? Um, 
we could have done what our other awards draft did, which is they our other awards draft. You guys, the listener will like this. Uh, they had us pick movies that also we thought might win Razzies, uh, which is very fun. That's uh, pretty good. I took a very high draft pick on the <laughs> the emoji movie because I was like, oh, the emoji movie's literally shit because it has a poop emoji in it, and <laughs> the lead actor is like one of these uh, dudes who is horrible to women and trans people so yeah they might try to make a statement by being like tj miller sucks the emoji movie sucks so like i'm really excited about that all right eric uh geez i'm trying to think of movies here uh you know just give me baby driver for now because that's gonna, that's gonna get baby some driver. technical awards kevin uh let's go with i really want to get out i'm so salty right now i know that's i'll trade you get out partially... for three billboards kevin straight up right now no dang it um what about now <laughs> I'll, I'll go shape of water that was my next pick. That's, so a, that's that, a damn good so guess. I'm, I'm, I'm pissed. A, I'm a little, I'm a little, a uh, little off now. That threw me off because I was like really planning on taping Shape of Water as one of my picks. Uh, let me think for a second. Uh, let me look at what I picked in my other league. Uh, actually, okay, I know one. I'm gonna take Blade Runner 2049 because that's winning Best Cinematography. It's like a, that's a lock. It's, yeah, it's a dead lock. And I'll take, um, I'll take I Tanya because Janie is definitely winning for Supporting Actress. All right, Ke- Kevin. Uh, let's go with Disaster Artist. Interesting pick. High upside, uh, basement downside. I like it. Call me by your name. Your pick again, Eric. It's another high up, low down. It's gonna get lots of nominations. You get points for nominations and more points for wins. Um, you know what? Uh, what is the uh, what's the Churchill movie? Yep, Darkest, Darkest Hour. Hour. Darkest Hour. Good, good pick. That was on my top of my list. Now I have to think because I that was my pick. Um. Any any like movie thing I'm looking at, it's like Manchester by the Sea did things last year. I'm going with Greatest Showman, the Greatest Snowman. I was gonna say, uh, thank you. There's not even a snowman in the movie. Um, okay, I'm gonna go with. Let's see. I'm gonna go with. What is gonna win awards? This is my uh, my my song that really speaks to me. Uh, I'm gonna go with something that got. Uh, uh oh, this is really oh, hard. You guys one. are really put me in a in a spot here I where I'm like one. where I'm like really. Uh, we're in a tight spot. Um, mm, <laughs> Man, we're let's in a tight spot. let's go with Mudbound. Oh, you and we'll go with Coco. <laughs> oh, serious, bah, boo. Uh, why 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 boo Coco? Because because Kevin I want a Coco. <laughs> I want a Mudbound. Kevin Kevin Kevin. Uh, I'll trade you Coco and three billboards. For- <laughs> <laughs> um, you got to give me your next pick, though. We can't do that trade, otherwise I would. <laughs> what? Uh, we could do that? No, that's not cool. I have another movie I want. All right, go ahead. Uh, I'm gonna go with all the money in the world. Dang it, that was that was the top of my my current board. All right, Eric. Uh, the Florida Project. Nice, good one. I'm uh, going. William I'm H. digging Macy deep. Is awesome in this movie. Getting, by the way, digging deep, getting that nomination. All right, your turn. Again, Eric. Oh, is it already? Yeah. Yeah, you get back to back because we're oh, sneaking. Oh, man. I'm just saying, like, how many more movies do One, we two, picking? three, four, five, six. You have two more picks. Oh, jeez. Um, what What Amy Schumer movie is not going to win anything? <laughs> Help me out here. Uh, you know what? We'll just go... Um, we'll go The Last Jedi because right. there are costume and technical, technical crap. I'm just going to I'm just gonna grab the low-hanging fruit right, All right. now. Kevin? Uh, I'm gonna hope that the Oscars are better than the Globes because they should be, and I'm taking the big sick. All right, 
That well, that's, it I should like get a, that. that should get a best picture nomination. If it doesn't, I'm going to be. It should really, at least get a few nominations. Really, this is, that's annoying. Really disappointed. Um. All right. Uh. This this is getting tough here. Where like, do I want to try to shoot the moon and like try to pick one of these like, like the winner for documentaries or foreign film or something? Yeah. Like, do I want to try to go <laughs> for that, or do I want to just like take the the easy money and try to pick something that I know is going to get, um, some nominations? You know, this is like. This is this is where you're in a you're in a weird spot. Uh, let's just go ahead. I'm looking at the list of movies, and it's just not good now. Like <laughs> we are at a point now where it might be worth trying to uh, to go for the go for broke. Like I could take Battle of the Sexes. That's like the the kind of obvious awardsy movie that's hanging out there. But it's it just it did really good at the last award show because there was a whole bunch of comedy awards, right? And a bunch of movies that should have had nominations okay. and didn't. I'll pick Molly's Game. Good, nice call. And I'll pick um, this other one's tough. This is like a, this is like a, a trick. I'm like about to, I'm gonna take, uh, I'm gonna pick, Boo to a Medea Halloween. No, I'm just kidding. Man, <laughs> man, after my own heart. <laughs> Sorry, he's finally come around. I'm gonna take Victoria and Abdul. All right, Kevin. Um, you can't just name your cats as a movie, Nathan. That's a real movie. It's going to get a costume award. I'm going to try and shoot the moon. I'm going with The Square. Yep, The Square uh, will, will at least get nominated for Best Foreign Film. It has a chance to win. It, it's in the mix. It's one of like three movies. Yeah. It did not win at the Globes. Uh, Which makes me feel better because the Globes suck. When I chose Baby Driver earlier, I was going off technical awards, and I think like it might sneak in as some weird like supporting weird nomination for, it has a good chance at winning for sound mixing that's for sure and sound mixing and in the awesome. same way i'm running out of movies one, to pick. wait one two three wait wait let me see one two three four five six seven you're in your last this is it yeah this is it. this is my last chance. this is it and i don't molly's game wait, was my next wait, wait. pick i don't want victoria abdul i didn't realize i had no more picks i'm picking you. deer basketball the kobe bryant animated oh. short <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's I, fair. I that's I, re- fair. I know you're not going to pick it anyway. You can have Victoria and Abdul, Eric. It's all yours. I know it probably will score more points than Deer Basketball, but Kobe will lead my team to victory, baby. Take all the jump shots, Wait Kobe. Wait a second. I got a question. You should take Guardians of the Galaxy, too, for those technical awards. I was actually thinking about taking Wonder Woman, but I got a better shot. You should is, take Wonder Woman. Is Moana... Could, did that come out this year? No, no that was, was last year. year. That's what I thought. You, you should can, take Wonder Woman. I'm that taking... That has a shot. It's you can get screenplay, fur, you can director. Get yes, the screenplay is what I'm I will say this, Eric. There is an animated movie that is a slam dunk to get nominated and could win the category the called The Breadwinner. And it might get a nomination for song. Yeah, um, loving Vincent also is a pretty big slam dunk not, to get nominated in that character. No, it. take Wonder Woman. Go with your heart. I yeah. want. I'll go with my heart. Yeah, thank you. Right. That's if anything Wonder Woman taught me, it was to go with my heart. Okay. and don't tell so me what Eric's to do. Eric's team. Uh, now you can go to Seahawks Nest, Twitter.com slash Seahawks Nest. You can go to our Facebook. You can go to our uh, our SoundCloud. You can go wherever you want. I want you to comment who you think has the best squad. What squad will score the most points? Will it be Eric's team of Phantom Thread, The Post. Baby Driver, Call Me By Your Name, Darkest Hour, The Florida Project, The Last Jedi, and Wonder Woman. We got to redraft. Kevin's team of Get Out, Dunkirk, Shape of Water, The Disaster Artist, The Greatest Snowman, All the Money in the World, The Big Sick, and The Square. Or Nathan's team of The Three Billboards Outside Ebbing's Missouri, Lady Birds, Blade Runner 2049, I, Tanya, Coco, Mudbound, Molly's Game, and Kobe. All right. Oh, wait, one more thing. Um, in addition to which one you think is going to win, also, if you had to marathon one of these lineups which lineup would you pick and why um okay so i've seen almost 
almost half of these movies. I would likely take Eric. More if than I'm being honest, <laughs> uh, Eric's the guy who did who didn't Eric's draft a this. Super popcorny. Yes. I don't know, man. I really don't want to see the post. Like, I don't know why. It just it looks, looks bad. It, it looks, looks just, really. Boring. It just looks boring to me. Uh, I think mine would be really good to watch. Mine, I've seen all the movies except for I Tanya, Mudbound, Three Billboards, and Molly's Game. And I would say this: all the movies that I didn't say were good, and all the movies I haven't seen yet seem really good. Kevin is uh, taking. Plus, this I got a nice that. animated movie. Uh, in there, Coco, to like change yeah. it up. Which, by the way, that movie made me cry. So, I mean, it made the there's dust in my eyes in the theater. Uh, Dear <laughs> Basketball is only like eight minutes long, so it's not adding much to your movie marathon. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, under, yeah, but that's just making up for Blade Runner 2049 being two movies long. Yeah, well, Kevin has Kevin has a couple movies that I would absolutely that I absolutely loved and would want to see, and I, and then one movie that I would not see if you paid me all the money in the world, which is The Greatest Showman. There's just no way I would see that. Plus the square I've heard is I like, enjoyed that movie. The square is like a super brutal watch I've heard. Uh, I could like, believe that it looks weird. Um, so, but Get Out, Shape of Water, Disaster Artist, Big Sick. Those were like four of my ten favorite movies from last year. All right, four. Eric Ronnebeck and Kevin Garber. I'm Nathan Sano. We'll see you next week. Go Hawks. Good fight. Good night.